Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perrette. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, uh, I read a headline. I can't say it's my story because it's just nonsense. That if Trump had gone public with his real feelings about COVID, lives would have been saved. And then there were particular stories of my sibling or whatever died because Trump downplayed it. Definitely coming from people who don't believe Trump. And it's pretty outrageous since I have, first of all, Fauci and his nonsense about HIV and AIDS and his bypassing the actual recommendations that would have arisen from the clinical studies on AZT literally, I think, cost my brother his life. Like literally what he said can be directly connected to my brother's treatment. But I read a book not too long ago called The Global Censorship of Health Information by Jonathan Emord, who was the lawyer who sued the FDA to allow the information about folic acid preventing spina bifida to go out. And although the FDA lost and was required to allow that information out, they would not change their rules. They would not reveal that information. Many people had babies who had spina bifida un- absolutely preventably because of a because of this censorship of health information which is a global problem and a real crisis and Trump mouthing off to or Trump's personal opinion on this is nothing compared to the official uh, FDA suppression of health information and I have a little more about that but go go for it This putting this at the foot of Trump and saying that because he made these comments in these tapes, which are out of context, is ridiculous. You know what else happened back in March? They don't tell you. They're not very they don't really put it at the front of the story that these interviews occurred from December of 2019 to July of 2020. I'd like to hear the July 2020 tapes if he talked about the subject because the audio that people are hearing are from February and March at the time that he said Many of these things, there was one or two identified cases in the United States, and he's talking about downplaying it. When there's one or two cases and you're talking about downplaying it, which he openly talked about, there's video of him openly talking about downplaying it back in this time. They're acting like this is new. You would downplay it if something is new and something isn't here yet. It reflects the changing information that we were getting at the time. And if you go back and watch all of the tapes of all of the broadcasters and all of the scientists from back in February and March, what you will hear is the exact same shit that you heard from Trump on these Woodward tapes. For example, Fauci back in March told 60 Minutes, this is on March 8th, told the public not to wear a mask. He acted like it was ridiculous for the public to wear a mask. I'm looking at the provisional death data, even going back to February, and deaths were actually below expectations at that point. So there's an eight-week lag, and as I look at these provisional death data, it always goes up later over the months. It's kind of eight weeks is is unreasonable, in my opinion, but it does actually happen. So it he could have gone as far as till April without actually having any data to support a a pandemic and it was only in april that things really the numbers really support that and that would have also had like an eight week lag right 
So Trump's guilty of whatever they're saying he's guilty of. So is Fauci, because Fauci openly said, don't wear a mask. And they all promote wearing a mask, says it saves lives now. So it's just it's just a bunch of nonsense. And they're presenting this as the Trump tapes, the Trump cover up, the private conversations with Bob Woodward revealed as though it was a secret. This was 18 on the record conversations, hours, I think it was something like 18 hours as well, of recorded footage with Bob Woodward, whom Trump is well aware is going to write something that is going to slant negatively for him and is going to be used in the media to attempt to make him look bad. Why would Trump do this? Why would he submit himself to an interview like this? Well, one explanation from CNN is that he's just too damn egotistical. An explanation from Tucker Carlson on Fox News is that Lindsey Graham tricked him into doing it. All of that's bullshit. The reason Trump did it is because there's there's one thing that's been consistent with Trump throughout his entire life is that he has always used the media strategically. That's what his book is about from the 80s. It's about using the media strategically. It could be called How to Use the Media Strategically by Donald Trump or by the ghostwriter, whatever they want to say. That's what that book is about. That's what he's always done. Trump knows him or whoever he's worked for. They know how the media is going to react. They know what's going to happen. They know how it's going to play out. So the reason he did it is because whatever that reaction is, the action is in the reaction. That reaction by the media is going to benefit him and his interests somehow. So he gave those interviews because it benefits him somehow. The specific how, I'm not sure. But what he has the ability to do with the media is he can take, he can make, Half of the public, millions of people, advocates for an issue that they, five minutes before, didn't give two shits about by simply putting it to the media and getting the media to criticize it. So if the media criticize it, all these people will suddenly not only care about an issue they never cared about, they'll be the most vocal advocates for it. That's a powerful thing. He uses the media in ways like that. I don't know the specific reason for this, but this is strategic. There's definitely something, there's a plan going on here. I don't know. I don't really think of Trump as being a self-motivated actor who's promoting himself and has these strategies. Yes, he's aware of that stuff, but to me, he's him or his interest. His skill set is to do that with the media. That is what he's doing. Yeah, his personality and all that stuff. And I also feel like the the Woodward element to it. It goes to something I've noticed before in that they take a ready-made template even to the point where they use the same people over and over again. And so Woodward had the Watergate thing. He has that Watergate aura. You could just, you know, invoke his name and people will say, oh, Trump, a new Watergate. Right. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. So I, I just noticed the story that the FDA people don't trust the FDA not to be above politics this time around and wouldn't take a vaccine that came out before the election. And this just goes to every single avenue, every item in the news, everything that we're being told is about these failures of government and just ridiculously pinned on Trump and ridiculously suggested that a putting Democrats in office is going to change it. It's like straight out of Tragedy and Hope, where he says, you know, the strategy is to get people to want to throw the bums out 
And then you put in your bums that have a different letter next to their name, an R or D, depending on who the last guy was. The whole problem with the FDA is not that it can be corrupted by political processes. It's there as a corruption of the political process. It is there to keep startups out. It's there to keep herbal remedies out. It's there to to require the imprimatur of a completely captured regulatory state in order to get your products to the market and to foster trust in people without them having to do their own research. That's what it is there for. And, and yeah, it's subject to it now. It's subject to it always. Yeah, that goes back to that story I was talking about yesterday with the FDA and those nine companies that the only reason they're doing that and acting like they're super ethical and transparent by uniting together to not approve or not even submit their vaccine because Trump is making everybody so uncertain. They need to build trust in that one company that had the vaccine trial halted because of potential dangers to one of the subjects. The story today about that is this is a good thing. This is such a good thing that they're halting it because they discovered a problem with it. Now you can trust us. You see how we're being yeah, transparent? Yeah. So uh, what were you saying about the Pelosi's salon chick? You thought that was. Uh, All right. So the son? Pelosi story, we talked about it briefly last week. It's back in the news again because the owner of the salon went on Tucker Carlson for at least the second time, maybe the third time. And announced that because of the threats and because of the fear that she's shutting down and she's leaving San Francisco. She's leaving because she's so afraid. I'm going to call bullshit on this. A lot of people aren't going to like this, but I don't normally agree with Pelosi or even think Pelosi even says anything that resembles the truth. I believe her explanation here. I believe that she was set up. And I believe that this person did a GoFundMe scam, just like we see the activists do on the left all the time. These GoFundMe scans are running rampant. You can make hundreds of thousands of dollars as long as you have no conscience and you're willing to go forward and just manipulate a bunch of people. Here's why I think I, that. Yeah, because Pelosi is nobody's fool. And for you to tell me that she was played in a public way, you really have to put some meat on those bones. She usually does it in home, but something happened with the person who comes to her home could not do it. And she recommended Pelosi go to this other person who was able to do it in shop. Pelosi doesn't normally go to a salon. No, you're I right. I knew it. You're right. I absolutely knew it. Was it was a special no circumstance because there was a conflict and her normal situation with her normal hairdresser could not do that's it. That's even less believable then that she would actually turn to going to a public place at this time. All she cares about is is image is optics that's why that's her life i know i believe it because if she trusts this woman she allows this woman to come into her house and this woman gives her a recommendation she's going to trust that recommendation she's and why did that woman betray her i don't know why that woman betrayed her i don't know if that woman knew that this other person was gonna do what she did i don't know if the person who was supposed to do the hair ended up getting subbed out I absolutely believe the story. I read her her press release, and I do you believe... You think that Nancy Pelosi got completely taken, that had absolutely no idea. She actually was just trying to go get a salon service at She a was either taken from mask, the start... And she didn't know these people. She was either taken from the start, or the person who revealed the tape saw an opportunity. That, a Trump supporter who saw an opportunity. I would think she would vet the crap out of that. I mean, really vet the crap out of that. But I would also think that those people who, who call and pretend to be Russian and fool all of these, I think they would get vetted as well. Yeah, these people aren't as sharp different. as we think they are. I knew somebody who gave salon services to a really famous politician. 
And the amount of vetting was pretty intense. I mean, including how it was handled on social media and everything. And, and Pelosi is what maybe the second or third most powerful politician in this country. If she doesn't have those same vetting procedures, I would be stunned. And for her to break routine like that in this circumstance, I just it's very hard for me to believe. Now, I well, it doesn't it doesn't affect woman, her negatively. I just don't, I, I mean, whatever it is, whatever Pelosi's role is, I feel like she fully understood that something public would happen because it was a complete break in her routine. She avoids the public in that circumstance, like everybody in her position does. And that I do wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the salon owner or whatever went ahead and exploited it for GoFundMe purposes. And I would further say that if they did that, Pelosi let them just let them do it. That's a possibility that she allowed them to do that as because well. Because the social I, media treatment of those relationships is scrutinized by the handlers. That I've I've seen firsthand. Yeah, I so just I, I just reject the notion that it. these people are as sophisticated and as well planned out and vetting as we project on them. We project this. Level I'm not projecting of, it. I've observed that they have protocols for this exact thing, and that you can do some things you'd be surprised you're allowed to do, but they allow it and they know about it and. This chick, you know, maybe she's she just went rogue, but and and they're allowing that, and that I wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly surprised about that. But that Pelosi went and did this thing without thinking about potential consequences or having her people. I mean, Michelle Obama had forty four aides. <laughs> you know, let me tell you what Pelosi's staff said. They said, according to Pelosi's staff, the speaker was incorrectly informed by the stylist performing the blowout that the salon was permitted to have one client indoors. Maybe she was careless. Maybe she knew. Maybe she was also playing into the stunt. The speaker complied with the rules and she was wearing a mask when she walked in. She had been, there had been a stylist from San Francisco coming to her home to do blowouts, but that stylist was busy on Monday and instead referred her to a colleague at e-salon in Cal Hallow where she used to work. The colleague, a freelancer, then allegedly misrepresented San Francisco's rules concerning salons. According but why wouldn't that chick just go to Nancy Pelosi's house? I mean, that's what you do. That's the normal response. I mean, if I were Nancy Pelosi, I wouldn't. I would just keep looking. I mean, to find somebody who would come to your house. It just doesn't ring true to me. But they. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that chick's working it for all it's worth. And maybe that was the quid pro quo. Well, that chick is the one that put the tape out online, and she framed it. She's a Trump supporter and she framed it. You got to You frame yourself as a victim and on an ideological issue and you get a GoFundMe set up. She raised over $300,000 in five days. That was a plan. In my opinion, I went and read the GoFundMe set up. She did it just like they all do it. They have a close friend who say, Oh, our friend is struggling so much at these attacks that she's under now. And we don't know what's going to happen to her. Bam, $500,000 by leveraging the political division. Pelosi, maybe you're right. I, mean, I personally think these people are more careless than we, we give them credit for. I Maybe know a lot of high-profile people that are very careless. They're very, very careless. They don't vet things. And I tell them, I tell my friends, I say, look, you're gonna, you, need to be, you need to vet things more because you can get yourself in trouble. But I definitely think that this woman got herself, a, a, got herself in on a nice little cash-in, nice payday. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume, and that bias does impact how we see the world. 
Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of a story skews more to the left or more to the right. Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself today, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news/prop. That's ground.news/prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P R O P in all caps to get 7 days free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 25% off of Ground News Premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Start judging the truth for yourself today. Definitely check out Ground News, y'all. One of the things that I have found useful in their website and their app is that it shows you how outlets across the political spectrum are reporting on the same story, and it enables you to see when media outlets are ignoring certain stories that might oppose the narrative that they're pushing. So check it out. So you were talking about something that I, I'm annoyed that I didn't get to last week because I had noticed it. It was driving me crazy and I just didn't get to it. But it folds into what you told me earlier that Trump is nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. On the day that the Trump tapes were released, the other story was that Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Maybe he was nominated for the Trump tapes. I wonder what the process is of nominating. I mean, how many people could, could is it like you get 10 signatures or I don't know. how rigged could it be to get, I mean, how many people are nominated, I wonder, just because it's such a funny thing for him to be nominated for. Well, he's nominated, this is what the story is reporting anyway, because he hasn't put us in any more wars. Well, that was what was driving me crazy. I actually had that in my notes last week. Is that people, I've been asking people for years now why they like Trump. Give me five reasons or three reasons or one reason. And they always say like immigration stuff and this and that. And my answer is pretty much always, yeah, he makes a lot of noise about that stuff. But what is the outcome? What is the lasting outcome here? Was Did he make a lot of noise and make a stink and get his ridiculous unconstitutional executive order? Uh shot down and you're just happy that he made a noise about it like what is it and now just recently everybody it started with this or i should say it culminated the ending of it for me when i was like what the hell was this florida state university talking to students telling them things that biden was going to do and if they liked that and in the end she said that the interviewer said actually that stuff that trump already has done and the and the students, unusually, normally they sound like such idiots. These people actually sounded pretty smart, Florida State. And they said one of the things was that he hasn't gotten us into any more wars, which, first of all, isn't the same as bringing people home, although they are coming out with he's bringing people home from Iraq. And it just annoyed me because all of the same people who over the years with Obama and Trump were making all sorts of excuses for the wars and the bombing and 
uh, we need to bomb Syria completely against any principles they might have had, would argue when they would call my show that uh, that you don't understand, the, the, you just, uh, we don't know what they know and all that. And now all of a sudden, having nothing else to say, they can say he didn't start any more wars. And by the way, he might be pulling back, just pulling that arrow back to let loose on something bigger, a Cold War with China, as you've mentioned before, this thing with Russia escalating, something with Iran, I don't know. But it just, it just annoys me because it's, it again is a demonstration of not really being about these long-held principles. And even when Trump was running, I was like, he's not even giving lip service to the ideologies and the principles. He's just being bombastic. And ultimately, that's all people really like, except for this, which I, I like not, I, you know, he should have a different philosophy. Bring the people back and make sure that we're not looking into more wars with bigger partners. This says right here, Trump nominated for Nobel Peace Prize by Norwegian official citing Israel-UAE peace deal. It was a member of the Norwegian parliament. Well, that's pretty hilarious because the UAE has always been in the same, I think. As soon as that came out, it's like, I'm totally not impressed. If it's Saudi Arabia, the UAE, or any of our allies, our strong allies, we're all in the same bucket. Give me a peace deal. Well, the Iran thing, you know what I think about that, that that's been a scam and we killed Soleimani for the Iranians is what I think. But give us a peace deal with Syria and then I'll give you a peace prize. That would be pretty impressive. I got a story about what buildings will look like after COVID if you're interested in that or if you have mm-hmm. something right now you want to go to. Well, I noticed this story for you about the American flag. The Kansas City Chiefs are being asked to fly an American flag in African colors. Wow. So, it's a beautiful flag. That The picture I have isn't great, but it was the same flag that I mentioned. I don't know if it was a year ago, whatever you started saying about the flag being the target of the You cabinet. pointed out the flag, the possible flags that could be. I said, I know what flag they're going to yeah. use, and here it is. That was a yeah. long time ago, too. Yeah. As soon as Kaepernick started taking a knee, we were talking about how they're targeting the flag. They're they're targeting the flag to make it a symbol of division, and now they're presenting the replacement. I find it interesting that they're asking the Redskins to do or the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. to do it, because I would think they would be petitioning to get the Chiefs to change their name. I know. See, that's the thing. Do Braves and Chiefs have to change their names, or only Redskins? You know what I mean? Like, does it is it is it okay? Is it cultural appropriation to say something nice? You know, I mean, what what this is is pure destruction of culture and history even taking those names away yes the critical race theory which is the 1619 project related to that we talked last week how that's going to start to become prominent in the news and it has as the white house published a they published a release even a federal government-wide mandate where they are going to get rid of the apparently there's critical race theory workshops like white what is privilege critical race training. theory Critical race theory is rewriting history. It's the white privilege training, the white fragility. Is it rewriting history? It's rewriting history in the same way we're seeing it going on in the news right now. The 1619 Project related that everything is based purely on racism. And country started in 1619 when the slaves came over here. It speaks to that. And they were given these tra- – I know people who have gone through these trainings. They send me some of the, the documents sometimes. And really, it's tra- and it says this in the White House thing. It talks about how it's propaganda that frames everything as racist. 
And that is what critical race theory does. And that is now being removed from federal trainings and book clubs and other things that people are involved in are also being looked into. There's a major, major thing emerging right now when it comes to, unfortunately, the race division going on in the country. They're amping this up more than I've ever seen it in my life anyway. Yeah, I think they've got some reasons for that. I think I, I somebody tweeted at me a Tom Steyer thing about we're what the hell was it? I should just pull it up real quick. It says until everyone, especially white folks, understands that white supremacy is our greatest threat, we will be a society perpetually terrorized. So that feels to me like cult stuff where they make you feel guilty and bad, needing salvation, unworthy, you know, lacking in confidence and everything. I'm not I'm not playing into the race stuff. I'm just saying if they can on the one hand they make let's say white people generally, although the number of people who are slaveholders, the descendants of slaveholders is probably pretty rare, and actual slaveholders are non existent here, I would think, among white people. And uh and then on the other side making Black people feel victimized and helpless and oppressed. Like all of this just plays into needing a a strong arm savior at the top. And the, but also I think it plays into obviously feeds into a bunch of agendas, but also it keeps, I think, that these this stuff is keeping anti lockdown protesters home. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. And I have a shout-out to a patron saint, Brandon. He is the Brandon Marlowe of the Paperboy podcast, which you may have heard here on our feed on Monday. We are uh, his inaugural episode. Today he goes live. He launches his podcast. And if you want to support a fellow Propaganda Report listener, go to the Paperboy podcast with Brandon Marlowe on your favorite podcasting platform and subscribe. Give it a listen if you missed it here, and he'll be coming out with lots and lots of great stuff soon. I think he's got some stuff in the can, so stay aware of the Paperboy podcast, which I think you probably liked, and most of the people listening probably heard it. It's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Brandon. I had a good time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I love the Canadian angle. We have a lot of Canadian listeners who yeah. really keep us informed from a different perspective, which I love. It's like getting a different, you know, just a different camera angle. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. You said right before the break, keeping the shutdown protesters, keeping them at home. Are you saying because they're they fear being framed as racist, or because the race idea injected to it so much? I agree. Just that's, because that's a great there point. are there are riots and protests everywhere, and if you're like, "Hey, let's go to a protest," people can be like, "I'm not going to fucking right. protest." Are you going to protest? I'm yeah. not. I wouldn't go to a protest uh, yeah. in Atlanta. And in LA, there's absolutely no chance that there are. I mean, there are protests on my street against the, in favor of or against. I can't tell. They're the all post tainted, office. like you said. 
yeah, it's the post office. It's uh, Black Lives Matter. And, and it's really, really outrageous in this neighborhood. My neighborhood is um, mostly rich Chinese immigrants. And there's a lot of the Black Lives Matter stuff. And there's stuff like on the sidewalk in pastel chalk. And I'm thinking... You know, you're just making yourself feel better. Do you have any idea? Like, are you just fitting in? Is it, is it, and it may be, I had a, um, uh, one of my really good friends is, uh, her, her parents are Chinese and she said that there, there's a cultural thing. And these were pre Mao, pre Great Leap Forward. They emigrated a long time ago that, that there is a cultural thing where you want to have voted for the winner. I really don't understand why why that would be a thing if it's because you're afraid of being criticized or pigeonholed or arrested or something if you don't vote for the winner or you feel like a winner i really didn't get to the bottom of it i should probably ask her but i don't know if that has something to do with it but i just it's i i don't know if the people who are truly fighting for centuries of racial injustice in this country from a black perspective think you know if they maybe they like it that like a bunch of rich elementary school students are drawing in pastel chalks i don't know i think i did read that was it after the ball i read it in um psychological warfare by uh shit forget his name it's um cuban guy and he just said the idea is that you would it's like this ally idea it's it's not enough to protest for what you are interested in what you need is the general population to protest for your small group your identity and that's why i think like the critical race theory and the frankfurt school come together in co-opting the majority but when you co-opt the majority I think it loses its focus and then you just become another mob to be exploited by the political class. And that's why the political class is allowing it and defining the protest. They're not allowing COVID protests. They send their gendarme, they send, they send their, their brutes to uh, stop those protests when they start. They send the mainstream media to mock the COVID protests. But with these other things, they let them get to insane critical proportions, like the Kenosha thing. The Boogaloo Boys story, the narrative was that the cops were were corralling people towards them and asking them for help. I mean, that is that is making the situation bigger and worse. Yeah, that sounds a little bit like what you described at the beginning there, the popular front strategy that we mentioned, yeah. a, a small group of people with some ideas co-opting larger groups to spread their messages with those larger groups being unaware of who and what these people, small group of people really want. Well, and that's the thing. So you get all the people who feel somehow guilty because of stuff that Tom Steyer is saying and get everybody to say, well, yes, black lives matter. So let's all get out there and insist on this, this blank at the end of the sentence and then the political class is absolutely waiting there because they have that blank filled in. They, it was the, the first part of the sentence was the blank for them. How do we get solar radiation management? Right. Well, I don't know. Is the blank COVID? Is the blank fires? Which, by the way, I do have something to say about the fires here and how it. it I, you will see or I will see an article about how 
the smoke and ash from the fires has greatly reduced the temperatures in L.A., and they're going to say, hey, if only we could like do that, or maybe it's time for solar radiation. The temperatures dropped by 15 degrees. That My house is full of smoke. It's super fucked up. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I woke it, up this morning, and I was like, is there a gas leak or whatever? And my husband's like, no, it's the fire. It's just, and there's no place to go. I mean, I guess, I, I think they, I wouldn't be surprised if they evacuated us. I'm so are people near you that. evacuating? Very close. There, there are active evacuation warnings in place and they just wait to see which way the wind blows. But I mean, I, it, I saw it and read the newspapers when it was 500 acres. They could very close to LA. They couldn't go in there and put that out. Absolutely could have, in my opinion. And I've seen that kind of thing before where people are saying, I don't understand. It was so small. I could see it from my house and it just got out of control. They didn't want to risk having to confront some of those gender reveal party people. Those people are dangerous. <laughs> it is 100% a part of, or it certainly appears to be part of the pattern of getting people out of LA. I mean, if you didn't, yeah. I, you have to physically leave LA. I mean, it's it's hard to breathe. It's hurting my eyes. If I were in at risk of COVID or if I had breathing problems, it is, I'm coughing and sneezing because there's so much ash. My cars are covered with ash. Why do you think they're trying to drive people out? I think there are three reasons. I think they want, they have 50, 60 million people in the greater LA area who are diehard socialists. You could get just one of those to move to Austin, Texas or Atlanta for film. You could completely convert red states to blue like if you really played because it's a complete waste of a couple of democrat senators see, to yeah. have everybody concentrated they right. could just create this diaspora that's one thing turn everybody blue um another reason i think is to i think they might want to crash property values because property values have gotten so crazy here and there's been a very long-term plan of converting the housing situation from individual homeowners or small, like four apartment building owners into mega like REITs and big, big real estate property owners. It became a big thing after 2008. And part of the thing, like not letting people get evicted and stuff is bankrupting small uh, real estate managers everywhere. And I think that's part of it. So then they can empty out LA and New York. They can, they can buy up really, really cheap stuff. And then I think the third leg of the stool is that they are going to convert these cities into green cities while nobody's here. So they can, your new building plans, for example, like they will just reshape the city because it'll be empty, it'll be cheap, it'll be neglected, shit's not going to be wired for internet. That's one of the reasons they say they had to blow up the World Trade Center. It just was not wired. It was too big and you could not rewire it for, and also the asbestos thing, for modern technology. So there's a reason to revamp it. I want to talk about the poll tax in Atlanta and the Patreon 15. And I'll tell you about some of those building changes to look forward to after COVID in the Patreon 15 as well. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>